We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I think it'd be more surprising to me of Zlatan not scoring than it would be Zlatan scoring multiple. Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to Rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your hot and sweaty host, and has nothing to do with the fact that that I was just in a unair conditioned subway car. My name is Mike Gottlieb, but the reason why I'm hot and sweaty is because I'm with my podcast partner, Andrew Laird. Andrew, <laughs> Mr. Warrior podcast, doing both MLS and the Premier League tonight. Is you man. That's the plan, at least. Why would you expect there to be an air-conditioned subway car on November 3rd? Because uh, it's rush hour and there's millions of people trying to get <laughs> home. Okay. But you, you, uh, you, hold on a second. I, I know you only occasionally visit New York City. You know they're air conditioned all year round, right? Uh, yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> I have to make sure. I have to make sure. Because there's no such thing as a stupid question. There's just, you know, stupid people asking questions. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for that. Yes, you're welcome. All right. We have a, uh, we have a very busy uh, game week number, what is it? 10? 11. 
11. Oh my God, I'm the worst. All right, we have the Game Week 11 podcast. It'll also be my wife's birthday on Saturday, so uh-huh. I will watch a grand total of very little soccer on Saturday because I'll be enjoying birthday festivities by promise to make sure that I check on my losing score in our DraftKings contest, which we will come up on later in the show. All right, England has done daylight savings time. We haven't yet, so all of the games are actually going to be starting at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday. Andrew, we start off with a whole bunch of games, and by that I mean four. Uh, we have <laughs> Bournemouth at home against Sunderland. Big start. The yeah of the f- four games at at 11. I think you well maybe not the worst one, but oh, second worst. Yeah. Uh, I actually might make might make the argument this is the worst. Um, uh, all right, uh, uh, and and the next game we'll talk about. I'll make the argument for being the yeah. worst. No, I mean, uh, Burnmouth haven't been that uh, great outside of playing Hull City uh, of late, and Sunderland are by far the worst team in the Premier League. And so, uh, six five. <laughs> it's gonna be six five. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, the, no, no chance. <clears throat> There's no way Sunderland knows how to score that many goals. I mean, Burnmouth, uh, their entire attack, I wrote this in my FanDuel piece, so I'm just going to steal from there. Like, their whole attack is based on Junior Stanislas's ability to create. And if he's not going to play, I just have no faith that they'll be able to to at least come out with some dominating performance. They may win 1-2 or, I mean, it's, excuse me, one nothing or 2 nothing, but, like, I don't, uh, I don't see a, a ton of optimism, or I don't have a lot of optimism if he doesn't play. I think just in ge- I mean, in general, we we said we say this about a lot of teams, but the team that I think with the most drastic home road split is going to be Birdmouth. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Birdmouth, by the way, if we just took home record, would be eighth, I believe. Oh, sorry, just that's just by I think that's just by rating, not by total points. I apologize, but they do play. I mean, they have they have the eighth best team rating on who scored at home. Okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> Great. They don't they don't play all the time at home though. I, I know, realize they, they play this they, week. I mean, if there's ever a weekend to go with Burnmouth, it's home against Sunderland. Just I mean, they also, anytime they, any you go with any team, it's home against Sunderland. But they they also average more shots per game than teams like Leicester, okay. Swansea, Hull, West Brom, Sunderland. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not calling them the worst team in the Premier League. I called Sunderland that. But where do you think uh, the attacking comes from if Stanislas doesn't play? Like you, you automatically think like, oh, it's Callum Wilson and. And Josh King, but when it's Andrew Sermon or Harry Arter or Jack Wilshire or Jordan Ibe serving up or getting the ball to them, like I just don't have a lot of faith in those guys. No, I'm not saying that they're going to be like an offensive juggernaut because they don't. They, they're they're. I really wanted to convince myself that I could grab a few guys or at least at least one from Burnmouth if Stanislas plays, and he's the guy I would take. And if, if he doesn't play, Burnmouth also don't allow many shots at home. They're the well, fifth was, best. They're the fifth best in terms of shots against. Well, I wasn't going to pick any Sunderland guys. Oh, I I apologize. They're the fifth worst. So you're saying they allow a lot of shots? 
hold on a second. Hold on. I got to figure this out here. This I got, is what happens I, I, when you I, try I to do, get involved in facts. I, just, I know. I'm just, I'm just terrible. Hold on <laughs> one second. I really did think I had this correct, and I just didn't. No, <laughs> never, never mind. They're, they're, they're middle of the pack. Yeah. They're just middle of the pack. They're a middle of the pack but with you, everything. So. But Sunderland are not. Yes. Yes. Sunderland are pretty terrible with everything. But um, I think the the good Burnmouth stuff comes because of Stanislas. And again, if he doesn't right, play, I, I'm not as interested. Okay. The one thing I will say that is that is based on the fact that they are two of the three highest priced defenders is that the most valuable pieces from this game are Adam Smith and Charlie Daniels. Uh, sure. I would take Stanislas over both of them if he plays. When we do this pod, this is a Thursday night. When we do this on Fridays, we would, well, we anyhow, have it's probably going to be like, we'll see. So we don't even know. Yeah. But um, I would definitely have Stanislas in my lineup if if he is starting. Would and you we'll take, know. okay, where, where would you put Jermaine Defoe? Nowhere near my lineup. I'm not sure I see a situation where I'm going to take Defoe all year. Yeah, it's, 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 he, it's like, the you know what he is? He's the anti-Zlatan in my head. Like Zlatan, every game I think he's going to score. Uh, and Jermaine Defoe, in no game do I think he's going to score. Well, the 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 frustrating thing about Defoe is that um, he scores enough to keep his price up, and so he's not going on these long streaks where he's not scoring. My favorite thing is here's the list of the teams where that he's who he scored against at Man City, at Southampton. Two at home against Crystal Palace and home against Arsenal. That's pretty good. But no goals against West Ham, Stoke, West Brom, Middlesbrough. Like he if that's the case, like you're gonna pay you're gonna play him, you know, when, when they're playing Chelsea. And it's like, are you really gonna take Jermaine Defoe when they play Chelsea? Is he a player where is he a player that you have on season long teams rather than daily te- daily leagues? Like he's gonna get you your goals, you know, in a way that's consistent enough for that he ha- he holds some value in season-long leagues like in Taga, but he doesn't hold value in daily because it's not predictable really when he's gonna score. I think the only f- like feeling I would have if I had Jermaine Defoe on a team is that I was stuck with him. Like if I was in a draft and I was and there was just like no forwards left and I'm like ah oh, Defoe is there I would take him and then every time I start him I was like ah oh, I'm stuck with Defoe again. Yeah, like you never no, go into a matchup like confident because you have Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, that's true. In fact, I'm always pretty uh, in, in the EFSA. I'm always happy when because I don't have very good forwards. Uh, I'm always happy when it's like someone like Jermaine Defoe going against me because I was like, oh, perfect. Either right. zero points or one thousand points. <laughs> right, and odds are it's zero. Zero. That's right. That way. I mean, he just doesn't. He does take a decent number of shots. Uh, I mean, it's not that many, but like there are plenty of of forwards who can take one or zero shots. Christian Benteke is one that comes to mind, but um, ultimately just Defoe doesn't take enough that get on target, let alone to go in for me to ever really think that I'm going to play him. Speaking of Benteke, I believe he's playing in the worst game of the weekend, which is Burnley at home against Crystal Palace. I see a grand total of one goal. Maximum. I think this is a, I mean, of the four teams that we were, that we're, grouping here palace has to be the best of that group right 
has to be as strong, but yes, like they are. <laughs> and would you say that Sunderland are better or worse than Burnley? Worse. And would you say Burnmouth is better or worse than Burnley? Better. Okay. I guess it's I the, think, the I think difference. Palace and Burnmouth are closer than you think. Okay. Okay. I don't think uh, they are without Stanislav. I can't believe how often I've said his name. But anyway, so you're. Do you think that Burnley wins then, and Tom Heaton gets another clean sheet? Oh, I would love to think that, but I do think that Christian Benteke gets an 88th minute header. Oh. <clears throat> However, that does not mean that Crystal Palace won't shoot. Yes, that is true. So, you know, there's always that. I, 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 I don't. He think doesn't this, take a ton of shots. <laughs> I don't think. I don't, I don't think this is like a 30 point game for Tom Heaton. But I mean, even with no shutout, I think he can get 10. Ten points, yeah, yeah. And, consider, and considering that DraftKings is still not inflating him, yeah, uh, uh, he's going to be a very popular pick if anyone listens to me, at least. Spoiler <laughs> alert: He's on my DraftKings line. <laughs> um, I should say that I I stand corrected. Benteg has t- taken twelve shots in his last three three games, eight in his last two, including five on target. So maybe maybe he's due. See what happens when you get involved in facts. Yeah, this is what. Happens. Well, the difficulty is is that his scores on DraftKings in the last three games are minus one, ten, and five. <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm all that impressed by it. So that would be an missing aver- a penalty hurts. Yeah, so that would be an average of about I don't know five point, no four points, something right. like that. Yes, a little more. Yeah, yeah, four, four point four and three, three two points. thirds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he's your goal dependent forward. Um, who, I don't know. There's, I, I just don't, I don't see enough, uh, out of him for me to spend 7,700 on DraftKings when there are plenty of other guys in that range who I think can outscore him. Yep. Even, yep. even ceiling wise. Like, do you think Christian Benteke is going to be the one to bag a hat trick against Tom Heaton? How about, the, I'll, I'll do the, I'll do it this way. Would you rather, uh, the, the price difference between him and Sam Vokes, if Sam Vokes starts. Mm-hmm. Would you? Which one would you prefer? Um, I would. I would actually take Andre Gray. Well, even cheaper I, than Vokes. I'm saying Vokes. He's a similar type player. Oh, oh. Um, like I gets would, a lot of headers. Yeah, I would score his feet, but usually doesn't. Yeah, I would probably take Vokes plus two thousand dollars. Yeah, or whatever. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. the value actually lies in the in the Burnley forwards, and it does the Palace forward. Yeah. Yeah. But right, I wouldn't then. take any of the Burnley forwards either. No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think the majority of people will be sticking to this game and 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 the, the three and the two others that follow for the Saturday slate. So uh, let's get to those games because there's probably more excitement here. Uh, Manchester City are at home against Borough. Uh, what do you think the City back four is going to be? Because I think people are going to try and take them for a clean sheet. Uh, I think it's going to be. Kolarov and Zabaleta on the exactly what they did at at Barcelona. So Kolarov and Zabaleta out wide, and then um, who was it? Stones and Otamendi, or or company if he's fit. One of those. I think, yeah, if company's fit, I think he starts ahead of Otamendi. Yeah, because I think I, I do think a lot of people are going to try to actually exploit this. Um this back four in terms of trying to get a clean sheet and see, if, I mean, the, the name that came to mind for a bunch of people, I mean, I know you started him last week when he came in the lineup was Pablo Maffeo. Uh, 
Well, he yeah. Well, I tried to, and he didn't even make the 18. There was even an article on mancity.com about how he was pushing for a start and to not even make the 18 after that was a little frustrating. But he, yeah, I don't think he's, I think that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple articles like, is he the answer at the, for Pep Guardiola's right. fullback crisis? No. He's as the much answer. as Angelino is. Like, like, that's not, yeah, no. But the, I mean, that the problem is, is that, uh, Pep's fullbacks are basically just as valuable as the center backs when it comes to fantasy production, at least on DraftKings. Like they don't cross at all. Um, you know, they may put, pick up a few tackles here and there, but they're mostly just clean sheet plays at this point. Yeah, and I think people will try to get clean sheet plays out of Man City this weekend. But for the price, I mean, and they're not going to be the most expensive defenders either. They will or will not be. They will not be. Uh, yeah, probably not. I mean, again, you're if you're doing it on DraftKings, though, I mean, three points for a clean sheet's not. Yeah, that's not doing it for you. No, they did play Fernando at right at uh, was it right back or left back? I don't one of at fullback recently, and that wasn't a disaster. But obviously, they did not do that against Barcelona. So I don't know. I think they're like if there's a situation for squad rotation, I feel like this is it. Uh, you know they're coming off that big win against Man or against Barcelona, and then they have the international break coming up. But obviously, the the way I was looking at it is Sergio Aguero has to fly to South America for his international break, and so this seems like a pretty good opportunity to rest him and get Kalechi and Acho a start. Yeah, and if he does, he'll be one of the most widely owned players. For player. sure. Yep. On the Borough side. Uh... I don't think there's a usable option here. I mean, the names that stick out would be George Friend, possibly, if you want to really be contrarian. Um, Alvaro Negredo revenge game. We had somebody on Twitter bring that up to us. There was actually an ESPN article that was like headline that Negredo looking for revenge. Um, So there's that. Gaston Ramirez is out because of yellow card accumulation. So we could see Adama Traore start. That's always fun. Is it Adama? Adama. Yep, it is Adama Traore. What about uh, four goals in two games, Ilkay Gundogan? I mean, he'll play. <laughs> I don't think he can. I don't think he continues think on the pace. He doesn't have two more goals in him. I don't think he continues on this pace for a what would it be like a forty-something goal season? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, I don't think that happens. Okay. It's a, it's a it's a really thin branch, but I'll I'll stick I'll st- I'll stand <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll stand on the end of it. Oh man, watch out! Yeah, <sighs> there's really not a single name at Borough that excites you. Just uh, yeah, the blah. Fanduel like like, like 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 pick a matchup. Like there's just really not a game. Yeah, there's not a point. Well, the the way that Fanduel scoring works now is that. You couldn't actually fill your lineup out this way because you need to have three, I believe, three teams represented. But um, I was talking about this with Jordan Cooper on our, um, yesterday, on our last podcast. And basically the way that FanDuel sets up is that you want defenders on teams that are going to get smoked because you get so many points for clearances and block shots and uh, interceptions. And... Your boy Callum Chambers is the most expensive defender on FanDuel for the Saturday slate. And there's every reason to think that he'll, he'll be he'll, he'll be busy. That's what I mean. Yeah. So like you're you 
if you're looking for, uh, you know, just what we saw with Burnley last weekend, like um, Michael Keane and Ben Mee and uh, Matt Lowton were like. I thought, scored... it was, I thought it was Marnie who played center back. No, not, not, not Michael Keane. No, Keane played. Well, Keane played last week. And if, yeah. I mean, he's, he's been playing there. So and they all scored 20 to 25 points because of the interceptions and, and clearances. And for for Burrow, that's what Chambers does. And so he and uh, George Friend actually clears the ball enough and picks up some tackles. So those guys, uh, I assume, will be popular uh, FanDuel options because they should get smoked. And that's un- weirdly what you need. So, like, if you basically stacked the Man City attack and the Burrow defense, you should be fine. The only exception to that is if Manchester City is the hot knife and Burrow is the butter. Uh, I guess. I mean, there's still going to be plenty of opportunities with the ball. You know, if the ball is is in the Burrow area, then that's where you get your defensive stats. Yeah, I I, I envisioned hot knife and butter. That's all I'm I not sure I even know what that means. And they're just going to cut right through. Like... Ball goes straight through defense into goal. Okay. Repeatedly. Okay. Uh, I actually think the highest scoring game of the weekend, though. Uh, it, it, do we need to say it the obvious? You start all your Manchester City guys? Like, you just start all of them? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you start them all. Okay. Well, I think the highest scoring game of the, of the Saturday slate is West Ham at home against Stoke. I know it's bucking a trend for West Ham to not let up a lot of go- – that they haven't been letting up a lot of goals of late – Mm-hmm. But uh, I think these are two teams that are so inept that they will have no choice but to score against each other. My only hesitation is that uh, Stoke looks like they, they're not going to have Shakiri and Arnautovic is suspended. And Joe I'm Allen. Not, yeah, I'm not as I'm not as uh, confident in the Joe Allen, Wilford Bonnie, Boyan and Jonathan Walters attacking well, for I do love me a good Jonathan Walters penalty uh yeah I'm just I don't think I don't think they have enough uh attacking pieces to to put up a fight against West Ham no matter and that's like ignoring the fact that West Ham have been pretty good defensively um but I think West Ham can put up some goals Andre Ayu's back if he starts he looks I mean he's pretty goal dependent but he's leading that attack um, and obviously, Dimitri Payet is pretty good. I've heard he, I've heard good things. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't I can't I can't say that it's too revolutionary to say that he's really good, mm-hmm. but he's really good. He is. <laughs> I mean, it's it's one of those things where we say it every week. You know, like Dimitri Payet, he's good. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it, the you know how much the, really the only discussion you have on Payette is whether a there are if it's a if his price is too high and b if there may be a better choice um usually there are i mean which midfielders would you say uh put up an argument to to be in the conversation as being better than Dimitri Payette in the Premier League uh on a consistent basis this year it's been De Bruyne I just mean, uh, if you're if you're like you're it's not doing long. it's not a long list. Yeah, if you're doing your perfect eleven, and 
Like if, it would be DeBoren, Pyatt, and Hazard would have to be on that list at this point. Yeah, I'm not even sure I'd put Hazard in that list. You're insane. <laughs> You're not watching the same game I am. Uh, I just don't think that all of his actions count for fantasy. I, I mean it that way. Would you like his uh, his game logs? 30, 21, 22, 31, 24. And two of those were in European qualifiers for Belgium. But <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, that's good. I agree. I'm but, glad you agree that that's good. Yeah. it. Um, I think he's also been a little goal dependent for those, though. I mean, yeah, obviously goals he count. Scored, he scored in all of them. Yeah, I'm but, not right. Right. I'm just not sure he's going to have a. But, but in the in the three four season, in the three four three, you have to admit he's the focal point offensively. Yes. Yes. He's touching the ball in yes. the box, so goals and assists will happen through him. They should. They should. I mean, as long as it's not Nemanja Matić, because he's also a juggernaut. Apparently, <laughs> he is a beast. Sure, I'm sure that's the exact way everyone describes him. Um, it's uh, anyway, we can get to Hazard later, but because he's actually in the next game, so let's talk about him now. It's Eden Hazard, Chelsea at home against Everton. This game is actually at 12:30, so this will cut into your college football time. 1:30, I believe. Uh, 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 11 to 1:30. Yes, that's correct. Yes, yeah, sorry, I, I can't do minus four very well. <laughs> um, anyway, it's uh, it, it, for me. Everton, they're going to be looking to get a point. I don't think they're going to be looking to – I think they're going to employ the same strategy they tried against Manchester City to try to get one on the counter, and they have the perfect pieces to do it. Um, this will be the this will be the hard – basically, I think since the 3-4-3 has started, it's been like incrementally harder challenges defensively for Chelsea. Yep. And it's, again, from Southampton to, to Everton, it's been an incremental increase in difficulty. Yep, that makes sense. So yeah. – and you think this is the most difficult? This is the most difficult yeah. because they are like Southampton, but I think a little better on both fronts. Yep. In that they defend a little better and they counter a lot better. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, that being said, I'm not sure they can do enough to really make it. Like, I'm not you. You don't think they actually win? No, I mean, I'm not going to put anything past a one nil. You know what I mean? Like, there's the there's I could certainly see the uh, like just like look at look what happened against Manchester City and Everton. Uh, Everton took the lead in the 70 something minute, and it was just a nice counter to Romelu Lukaku. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that can happen. I mean, you get a good clearance out to Yannick Bolasie. Yannick Bolasie's faster than pretty much everybody on the pitch, and Romelu Lukaku comes in trailing, and he is not missing. Mm. And he, he's just not missing his chances. I'm not sure he's much faster than Victor Moses. Yannick Bolasi? Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, I, I'm, you know what? I hope that it happens. I hope a foot race happens between the two, and he yeah. can just how fast Yannick Bolasi moves. Well, I know he's fast. I think he's significantly faster than Victor Moses. Okay. And they will not be playing on the same side. He'll be playing so, on Alonso's side. Yannick Bolasi is typically on the right. Yeah. Is he? They don't throw Morales out there. I thought he was on the left. You know, it's one of those fluid midfields. They all change. <laughs> okay. It's like saying Eden Hazard's constantly on the left. He's That's technically where he plays, but how often do you really see him out on the left wing? Uh, I don't know. Enough for me to keep thinking that he plays on the left? 
fine. I'm so, I'm I'm justifying my lack of facts, and okay. it's not it's not going very well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so do you like Diego Costa or Romelu Lukaku? I was just about to ask you the same question. I'm gonna go Lukaku. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow. I, it's the Eden Hazard show at Chelsea right now. Well, that doesn't mean. Um, they're, Costa I mean, they're, if you're asking me, like, who do I, I think Lukaku has a better chance to score than uh, than Costa. Costa does, and they're the same player in that they're goal dependent. Um. Okay. That's, I mean, okay. Costa's gotten more. They, they both, and they, you know what? And they both have an un. They have both have a surprisingly amount of assists for each of them this season. Yeah. Because of the way that you know Pelasis occasionally will score a goal, and the way that Costa has linked up with and Hazard and Hazard scores. Yeah. Um, I think that's <clears throat> that's fair. Um, the, yeah, I, I would still give a slight edge to Costa. He draws more fouls, stuff like that, but uh, they are. They are pretty close. Um, wait, wait, hold on a second. You think Romelu Lukaku against David Luiz won't draw fouls? Um, Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he can draw one or two. That's fine. I, I don't think – I think you are underestimating how well ever uh, Lukaku has played. Uh, I think – I know how good he's played. I think I you're overestimating how good Everton are. I'll put it that way. I think their their success has been a little schedule aided. Like they haven't they haven't given up that many goals, but they've played some pretty poor teams already. And so like they went on a run. I'm looking at these stats here. They went 5 games in a row allowing 5 shots on target over that span. And like that looks really good, like, but it was Stoke, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Burnmouth, and Palace. Mm. And so it's like they, if they can beat up on those teams, that's fine, but they they struggle with better teams, and I would argue this is one of those better teams. Well. I don't know why you hate Everton so much. Oh, All right. not, there's no hate. There's no hate. No, no, no. We're going to go from one team that you hate in Everton to another team that you hate in uh, Tottenham, and they are going to the Emirates to play against some team named Arsenal. Yeah, that's right. Ar- Ar- Arsenal Hall. No, uh, uh, Ar- uh, they're playing against Arsenal, and this is at 7 a.m. We have turned mm. back the clocks on Sunday. <laughs> With a smack in the face, man. <laughs> That'll be the 6 a.m. Eastern lineup come out. No, 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 no. It'll be, yeah, it'll be 7 a.m. No, no, but the lineup comes out at 6 a.m. That's correct. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, I feel badly for the people who have to wake up and actually put those lineups into certain websites. Mm, yeah. Me too. Hey, Andrew, uh, do you have to do that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Good thing you have kids. You're used to that. Not that early. Not that. Well, yeah, not that early. On a Sunday, no less. Ugh, anyway. Yes. You'll have plenty of time to get ready for all football. Uh, yeah, plenty of time. <laughs> anyway, so this is one of the biggest derbies there is around. Um, lots of uh, – there should be lots of nice and meaty tackles in there. Uh, maybe some yellow cards, possibly a red card. Uh, one thing we do know is that both teams – well, I think Spurs haven't finished ahead of Arsenal in – what is it? It's a long time. 
like it's like 20, 30 years, something like that, right? Yes, they had a shot last year and blew yep. it. On the final day, yep. Now, coming to this game, we have Olivier Giroud possibly coming back into the middle. Mm-hmm. Is is Harry Kane, how close is he? Very close. Um, <clears throat> it's sounds like it's more just a if he's going to start or not, meaning he will be in no, the he- squad. And if he's in the squad, he'll play at some point, but it's un- unclear if he's going to start right away. You know, different teams kind of react differently to, to stuff like that. So um, if he starts, um, that changes the whole dynamic of Spurs. So let's say they both start, Giroud and Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Which one do you think has a better chance of going 90 minutes? Giroud. Which one do you think has a better chance of making a bigger impact regardless of amount of time played? Uh, I think I will take Giroud as well. Mm-hmm. Interesting. These uh, rose-colored think... glasses maybe coming through. Yeah, that's what I say. I think most people would say Harry Kane there. Anyway, if Harry... The, if the Harry... way I'm looking at it is Giroud has uh, three goals in, his, in the two games he's been back. He already has 90 minutes under him. And Kane is coming back from a, a multi-week injury, expecting him to to slot right back in. Who who loses their job in the Spurs midfield if uh, when Harry Kane comes back in to start? Um, no one. I think Jansen moves to the bench. Well, I mean, Jansen wasn't always playing up top, too. I mean, sometimes they had Son up Son, top. Yeah, I think I think it'll be Kane, Erickson, Deli Alley, um, Wanyama, Dembele. No, I don't think Lamella starts. I think his starting days are over. And if I can fit in another one, I stopped counting. I would put Sun in over Lamella or mm-hmm. Sissoko. And who do you think it affects the most? Who do you think that Kerry Kane coming in the lineup besides for Gansen, who does it affect the most? Um, I would like, I, I would say Sun because I think Sun is better, at least for DraftKings, Sun is much better on the wing. And if he can... Uh, keep taking corners, then that that gives him a pretty good advantage with with Kane in the box. So, I think he's the one. I don't think Erickson's value changes much. And uh, let's go with the same. Uh, we we kind of talked about this on Tuesday with Giroud yeah. coming back in the lineup. You think Alexi Sanchez is still tremendous out wide? Uh, old, I mean, basically everyone's back except for Santi Cazola. So yeah, you know, you, you kind of like everybody. But do you like do you like everybody in this game that's not named Alexi Sanchez? Uh, the attacking guys, yeah. I think there will be goals on both sides. So, you know, for... Interesting. Typically, this is not a high-scoring game. Yeah, but there's usually some goals. It's not, you know, it's e- even... Like, the really tight ones are still 1-1. They're not 0-0. So, um, yeah, for, you know, clean sheet-dependent leagues, I would stay away from that. But um, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't go with, like, a second-tier attacker for Arsenal like the Iwobi or Oxley Chamberlain I would just either go with the upper tier guys or or fade them. And you and you wouldn't go with any of the four elite fullbacks in this game either. Um well, Arsenal may not have either of theirs and Kieran Gibbs might be out also, which I don't even know what Arsenal does at that point except maybe Jenkinson and move Matthew Debucci to left back, which is always nice when you have a guy who hasn't played all season and now he's playing out of position. But um, I guess I would consider Rose and Walker, but 
I would hope that I could find better values elsewhere. Yeah, and uh, you know, let's start off with the next game here to see if there are any better values here. With Southampton traveling to the uh, to to Hull to take on the the Hull Tigers. Uh, they, <laughs> I, I I know they don't go by that name, but uh, I still think it'd they be tried. funny. They tried and failed. Um, they, they, it was too American. Right. Uh, either way, uh, they do play on Sunday. It's going to be boring. Uh, I do believe Southampton take all three points in this one. I agree. Uh, I mean, Puel is very organized, but I also think that it's going to be make for a very boring game here. Yeah, the really the only thing I'm looking at is whether Cedric Suarez comes back. But otherwise, like you're all obviously going to be interested in Dusan Tadic. Uh, the same about Charlie Austin. Although, given the the attacking options on this Sunday slate, I mean, we have five games uh, because we have Europa and Champions League going on, so it's the slate is. Like the the weekend is split five games and five games, and most more of the bigger teams are playing in this Sunday game. The Sunday Sunday, excuse me. So um, I'm not sure how many people are really going to go after Charlie Austin, but yeah, it's I also weird. Yeah, Hull, it works out. It's weird that there are four different start times on Sunday. Yeah, too. it is weird. It's like just, we'll have overlapping starts yeah. basically. It's a, it's a weird slate, which is why we didn't choose it, even though it would have been a nice novelty. To, to have a Sunday slate for our DraftKings session, but yeah, I'm actually not even. Do they have a Sunday slate open yet? Maybe that's why we we could have just said that instead of saying that saying the truth that we didn't even look. <laughs> oh, there is a. Oh my gosh, there's two slates for Premier League Sunday early or the all day, and then just the starting at nine fifteen one. Oh well, maybe we'll tweet about it. I tried to give us an out, Andrew. Yeah. I tried so hard. Yeah. You wouldn't let it go. No. You just wouldn't let it happen. You wouldn't let me lie to the audience. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yep. And sorry, Mom, I, I lied in public. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> you like anyone from Hull? No. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm done with my Hull obsession. Okay. I had it for two weeks, and it's it's gone. Okay. It's like it's like getting the flu. <laughs> You get it once for the season, and then it's all—it's all—it's then then gone. Good. Yeah, I had the whole flu. Ooh, that sounds like a terrible disease. <laughs> all right, uh, Liverpool are at home against Watford. Uh, I, I mean, it's this is it, it, this game almost seems too obvious that I'll take everyone I can on Liverpool and nobody on Watford. I think that is, um, <clears throat> I believe that's what you should do. But like. <laughs> It seems to like like it's one of those situations where it's like you know eighty percent eighty percent are going one way, so you should take the other way. I think the other way that you take is thinking that the goals are coming from Lovren, Klein, and Emery Chan. That's how I think it's going the the way that people didn't expect. You mean like how Emery Chan and Jordan Henderson yeah. scored and did stuff in the yeah right. okay somebody else did too Matt. Uh... Matt, Matt, Joel, Matip. Yep. Yeah, I think it's going to be more more that than Liverpool winning four two and having Deeney score twice and or whoever. Um. Yeah, I think this will be very one sided. Yeah, I, I was trying to just think of something, but there's no there's no real way to to spit shine Watford here. It's just. It's a bad, it's a bad, I mean, Liverpool, I think, are going to be top four contenders all year round, all year long. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think they have what it takes to take out City or anything like that, but. Um, th- yeah. 
I mean, I mean, right now we're we've seen City at their worst, I think, in the for the year, and they're still in first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry, guys. Like th- th- that was your chance. Like for everybody, that was your chance, and now it's gone. Man City not winning the title is going to be a fitness thing. If De Bruyne yeah, or Aguero it, miss like a lot of time, and I know that well, they played okay with Aguero out during that suspension, but if those guys miss like a lot of time, that that's the only way they get in trouble. Yeah, that, yeah, that you're 100 percent correct. I, I hate saying that, but you are 100 percent correct. Mm. Uh, another game you'll probably, oh, you know what? I don't, you know, I, I'm, I was trying to think that like Manchester United, there's no way they lose at Swansea, right? There's no way they hand Bob Bradley his first points. They look pretty bad. Who's they? Man United. Because Swansea look pretty bad too. Yeah, they lost. Uh, I believe they lost to Fenerbahce today, or Fenerbahce. Fenerbahce. That's Bace, correct. Yeah. Um, Do you know who plays for Fenerbahce? Well, Robin Van Persie does, but yeah. your boy uh, Jermaine Lenz scored on a free kick today against them. I actually have no idea if they won. Um, I've been saying all of that, but the. Um, oh, they did. Yeah, Fenerbahce won two to one. Um, oh, and Pogba got hurt. Lovely. Uh, anyway, the where do you um, where do you think United? Like, how do you choose United, given how poorly they've been playing? They have Zlatan. Like, it, it, uh, in Zlatan, all things are possible. <laughs> Okay, all right. Including losing, including losing this game. However, it is also very possible he scores four goals. Yeah, yeah. I I'd be all in on Zlatan in this game, all in. Okay. Um, I'm just not sure there are enough pieces around him to make it worth it. Meaning, like the his price was not high last week. No. It, and we fell into that trap. If we're not being, it actually wasn't even a trap. No, that was he did, yeah. He scored. He scored a bunch of points because he took a lot of shots. I was going to say that score. that wasn't as bad as he basically paid for the seven. You know, for his price. But <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, I get it. I get why why it makes sense for Manchester United to be to be you know the the choice at Swansea. But no, no, I'm not saying Manchester United. I'm just just Zlatan. I'm not going to try and take oh. like Mata or Jesse Lingard or like. Try and get cute and start taking like uh, like Matteo Darmian or something like that. Like no, just Latan. That's that, that's all who I want from Manchester United in this game. But if you take him on this Sunday slate, you're taking him instead of any. I guess all the Liverpool guys are technically midfielders. Midfielders, yeah. So you're. Um, although you can think, play some of them as forwards, that's I, why. I think I think I think the I think the phrase, the axiom, the idiom you're looking for is dead on. Or well, you can play um, Coutinho, Mane, and Firmino as forwards on DraftKings, and if you pay, play that full day slate, you can play Alexis and Giroud and Kane. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I like I like Zlatan. Yeah. I, I'll take. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, if we were playing the Sunday slate, I'd be all in with Zlatan at forward. Yeah. And okay. I think you would be too, considering his price is probably still starting with seven. Um. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm trying to see here. Eighty-two hundred. Oh my God! He went up after last weekend. Like, what the hell's going on here? 
Well, I mean, he scored 16 points last weekend. He took 12 shots and four on goal. Gosh, that's a lot. Um, 16 is also the number of points he had in his prior three games combined. But for guys that you can play, the, the more expensive forward options are Alexis, Firmino, Walcott, and Sadio Mane. I still like Zlatan. Okay. I, I know they do more than he does typically, like in terms of filling out a stat sheet. I, 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 like, I, it, I think it'd be more surprising to me of Zlatan not scoring than it would be Zlatan scoring multiple. Okay, yeah. But I, is that not the case every... Well, I, well, I mean, not. Zlatan for one. Yeah, you know, but I'm I'm saying like I'm like I'm taking Zlatan under the anticipation he's scoring more than one this weekend. You gonna pair him with Mo Barrow? Hope for a shootout. I would love that. Oh, that would. <laughs> oh my God, sign me up for that. I'd love to see that. <laughs> would love it. I think Mo Barrow is the number two option behind Gilfie Sigurdsson at Swansea. Right. I don't. I, I don't think any. I don't. Think, I think that's beyond contestation at this point. Uh, I agree with you. Yes, I, uh, another another sleeper that's going to score zero points. <laughs> no, that's not true. He actually gets back and he get, he fills he can fill out a spreadsheet. It's not a spreadsheet. Oh my god, <laughs> I've been at my day job way too long. Yeah, he's he can fill. Yes, he he not only can he fill out a spreadsheet, but he can also fill out a score sheet. Mm-hmm. Mo Barrow crosses he actually... V lookups. He's got it all. <laughs> Technically, wouldn't that be an H lookup if he was crossing? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Leicester are at home against West Brom, and Ahmed Musa has been hot as of recently. Sure has uh, been. And West Brom are, are still West Brom, and they try to make people who are scoring goals not score goals. That's their number one objective. And Nasser Chadley has slowed down, predictably. Yes. Um, we should also note that Casper Schmeichel is out for at least a month due to a broken hand. He suffered this broken hand in a Champions League match this week and played the entire rest of the match, which you would be like, oh, a soccer player broke his hand, except he's the only guy on his team who's allowed to use his hands. <laughs> but we'll see Ron Robert Zeiler. I believe it's Zeiler and not Zeiler, but either way, Ron Robert will be out there on uh, on Sunday. When and, I first uh, saw his name, I thought it was Rob Robert, and I thought that was just a really cruel set of parenting oh, Rob, to name Rob. their kid like Robert Robert, right, right, or Bob Bob, right, like Rob Robert Robertson or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, that Mike Michael Michelson. Oh, yikes. Um, but yeah, so Jamie Vardy looks awful. Um, Islam Slomani is banged up, so we may get the very exciting Ahmed Musa Shinji Okazaki combo up top. Um, and there's Mahrez, who was terrible in their Champions League match against Copenhagen this week. Uh, I don't know. They they should roll over West Brom at home, but I'm not sure they do. Uh, I don't know what to I make of this th- team. I really don't. It's frustrating. Le- yeah, I mean, Leicester are kind of stuck in that... Uh... They're kind of stuck in the we still we have to also play for Champions League as well right. mode. So and I, they've done very well at Champions League, may I add. Like they may be taking their Cinderella story to the Champions League at this point. Yeah, they're definitely getting out of their they might win their group. Um so yeah, I mean, unfortunately that's what it seems like. They're playing for 
for Champions League. But that doesn't help us on Sunday. I like Chris yeah, Brunt correct. if he's still cheap. Yes, I was just about to say that. Uh, Chris Brunt, who actually started last week. He did. Uh, yeah, so it's uh, he's a name that I, he, he was on my – he was actually on my lineup uh, last week and then I changed him out at the last second because he wasn't playing. Uh, sorry, he sorry two weeks ago, but he wasn't playing, so I, I yeah. took him off. Uh, he I wasn't do great like, last weekend, but no, he wasn't. But I do like Chris Brunt in these formats because he does cross, and he does yeah. take corners. Much to the chagrin of your boy Matt Phillips. Mm. I know, I know. That's how I feel. This uh, <laughs> is <just> bad. This <laughs> is bad news. All right. Speaking of bad news, my DraftKings teams are now two and ten against Andrew. So uh, bringing up the rear by a decent margin, but I have them right where I want them this week. The comeback starts now. That's what a confident man would say. Uh, that <laughs> that is not what I feel. So I will start anyway. I spoiled it earlier, but Tom Heaton is still my goalkeeper because he's still inexpensive for a goalkeeper. He's only forty seven hundred bucks. I have paired him with Marcus Alonso from Chelsea for forty six hundred dollars. And this is a shot in the dark here, but Scott Dan at thirty seven hundred dollars has a chance for a clean sheet and. Who knows? Maybe there's a set piece goal in there. That's uh, a kind of throw, that's a, that's a throwaway at thirty seven hundred dollars. I just figured he's he has the most explosive value at that t- price point. What if I told you that I also have a thirty seven hundred dollar defender who is not Scott Dan, and who plays for one of your favorite teams, or at least your favorite defender teams, Simon Francis. That's exactly who it is. Simon Francis has five had five crosses last week and two the week before. I don't know, but I did or choose as I, as, I, as I, who I used to call Simone Francis. Yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I also took Heaton, and I needed a very cheap defender, and so I decided to throw Ryan Shawcross at you this week. So you're throwing two center backs at me this week. I am. I am. That I'm makes not happy me about it. That makes me feel really uneasy because I tried a stars and scrubs strategy, and I feel like you're doing the same thing. <laughs> um, I'm guessing that our that of the five remaining pe- uh, spots we have left, three are the same. Uh, I'm suspecting the same. All right, uh, who are your who are your two people with the midfield categorization? So the two M's. I was going to do the opposite. I would like. I'm just going to name the three that we both have. Okay, name the three that we both have. Dimitri Payet. Correct. Eden Hazard. Correct. Kevin De Bruyne. Incorrect. Oh, there we go. Okay. I took, I took uh, Sergio Aguero, oh, took Aguero. instead. Okay. <laughs> S- same, same concept. Yes, anyway. yes. The Who only reason your... I was – well, not that – I kind of like De Bruyne more than Aguero in this one, but it, well, that was more because I'm – I'm, Yeah, it's more I'm hoping that Iheanacho starts. So who are your other two? Fernandinho as a as a throwaway at thirty nine. Tell me you have Fernandinho. I don't. (laughs) I definitely do not. Fernandinho at thirty nine hundred, and I have Victor Moses at fifty three hundred. I was going to say I bet we both have Moses, and we do. Um, So we actually did have three three of the same. uh, Yes, yes. If I were you, I would go Conte over Fernandinho. I thought about it, 
I thought about it. Um, I'm still going Fernandinho. Okay. Um, instead of Fernandinho, I have Stephen Defor, who I believe is coming back from injury. And Burnley were just much better when he was on the field. And he was basically a part. You had some great stat before he got hurt that he was involved in like 80% of 80, the goals. Yeah, 80% of their goals, either with a goal or an assist. And Palace are not exactly a locked tight defense. So um, I think Burnley might be able to nick one there. And odds are DeFore will be involved. Or DeFore. The reason why I, ch- I actually, my I, I was debating between three people as far as Fernandinho. I also thought about Conte, and I also thought about Nemanja. Oh, I was Matic. just about to say, there's Matic, too, at 3,900. That's correct. So I have some I have some other central midfielders, central defensive midfielders to choose from. <laughs> uh, I just thought that City would have uh, more going forward than Chelsea this week. That's all. Yeah. Given our similarities, I will likely just have to scrap this entire plan. That's right. We are, So basically what's going to happen here, just for everyone who's been paying attention, uh, I like to score 40 points in a given week. Uh, that that has happened more than twice, I believe, this this season. Mm. And we, you are going to win 50 to 48. No, I, I'm just going to have to change everything around. I'm not even going to give myself an opportunity to so, score so 41 I thought, points. Uh, so basically, I employed the 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 wad strategy, which I like to refer to as "What would Andrew do?" <laughs> and that's what I did. Mm. I actually, I think I accomplished my goal. So I'm sticking with my team. I'm stick. I'm sticking to my guns here. Yeah. I will have to make some adjustments. All right, I'll and go let's heavy hope... on defenders and. <laughs> yep, I'm I'm sticking to my guns, and they will fire blanks. But that's the way that we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For Andrew, I have been Mike. We will catch you again after the international break. Good luck in game week eleven, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.